Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Once a Dabber podcast, the podcast dedicated to Northern Premier League side Nantwich Town, where we discuss all things coming out of the Weaver, along with other non-league and league football goings on. I'm Murray Watson and I'm joined this week by the Dabbers press officer, Jack Beresford. Hi Jack, really looking forward to the season. Yeah, um, it's it's certainly uh, uh, been a long time uh, coming, so I'm definitely uh, looking forward to uh, uh, getting uh, started. Yeah, and we're hoping to be joined by your colleague, Sam, who is currently held up, and he might hopefully join us later on in the programme. What we're going to look at today is we're going to look at the last um, pre-season match where Phil Parkinson's Altrincham came to the Weaver, and looking forward to the season ahead, we also have spoken to we've spoken to Dave Cook about his thoughts for the season and the uh, pre-season, and also with John Gould, the chairman of Nantwich Town, who's looked over the goings-on over the summer and what's happened throughout lockdown, and we've also got a bit more good news from last week. Uh, we said that we were on Google Podcasts. We are now definitely on Apple Podcasts. So we are available to download on all, I would say, the top-end podcast providers. So download it and listen to it, or you can listen to it on my website, which is www.mdwatsonsport.com, and click on the podcast. For all the podcast downloads, if you put in once a dabber, I've had a little check through them all. You'll be able to download them to your heart's desire. Uh, if you want to get involved in the program, you can contact us on Twitter at NTFC Podcast. You can contact myself, Murray Watson, at MDWATS, which is MDWATS. You can also contact the club at The Dabbers, all of these on Twitter. So please let us know your thoughts and you will gauge what we're doing for the next foreseeable future and this is probably be the last one on a weekly basis because with the season starting and the games coming thick and fast thick and fast we'll be probably recording it once a month so the next one will be recorded probably mid to end of October because I spoke with you Jack and you went I think we've got Tuesday matches for the next three or four weeks uh yeah, so um, obviously there's the FA Cup uh, game, um, which is a, a Tuesday after the FC uh, United uh, game. And then I think it's at Buxton as well, which is the uh, Tuesday after. So as you say, the, the games certainly do come uh, uh, thick and fast, but obviously um, everyone's uh, buzzing to like get... Uh, 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 stuck in uh, to the uh, season. Yeah, and especially I think because um, I've just been looking through the fixtures and there's not really a gap in the fixture list for the first round of the FA Trophy, so that's probably going to be a midweek match as well. And if we get through the FA Cup to the next round, which we hopefully will, that game if that gets moved to the Saturday, things will get flicked to the the Tuesday night. So yeah, it'll be a full on hectic start to the season. Right, so 
let's get started. So Saturday saw the end of the Dabbers pre-season uh, series of challenge matches when Phil Parkinson brought his National League Altrincham to the Weaver. And I have to admit, I thought the Dabbers played quite well. And if it wasn't for such, how do you say, it was a frustrating goal to lose uh, because it was nothing, it's hard to say. I think, I, I thought with Greg Hall being back, the, the solidity of the defence would get a wee bit better. But I think because Greg Hall's not played in that many pre-season games, they're still trying to develop that defensive um, solidity. What was your take on it, Jack? Um, I mean, obviously, over the course of uh, pre-season, we've seen our fair share of um, 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 own goals. Um, me, yeah, that's I've, true. <laughs> I've, I've, um, well, I think that was like the third or the fourth sort of common uh, 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 the own goal. Uh, should we say? Um, but obviously, it's good to get those uh, mistakes out of the way now. Um, obviously, Altrincham are a good side. Obviously, they got uh, uh, promoted uh, via uh, the uh, uh, playoffs last season. So um, they've obviously strengthened uh, their uh, side as well. Um, obviously, the conference is a very tough uh, league, um, but um, obviously it was it like it it, it was always uh, going to be a test. Obviously, Phil Parkinson always has a good uh, footballing side, but um, from what I've heard, obviously uh, none Twitch uh, sort of uh, uh, matched them, and obviously if it wasn't for the own goal, I'm sure the uh, result would have been uh, very uh, different. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And um, I think you hit it on the head. It's not just the own goals that they've sort of gone in. Like the goal against um, the winning goal that went to Southport, it was it was avoidable. And it's it's just yeah, one of these ones. Hopefully, we'll get rid of all these these mistakes in pre-season and the longer that Greco Greco knows the defence and he's just getting that little bit of sharpness back and before we discuss the performance slightly in more detail uh, we caught up I caught up with Dave at the end of the match so this was Dave's thoughts about the that match against Altrincham and the rest of pre-season so uh, disappointing result but not that bad a performance today I think I think you're right, Murray. I mean, stupid, stupid goal. But you can see Altrincham have have uh, have got that little bit more nous, a little bit more. They keep the ball better than us. That was what disappointed me certainly in the first half. Where I think you know I always say games open up second half, so you will get your space, you will get your freedom, even if it takes you 70 minutes. And actually, we did, and I thought we played some decent stuff second half. Which, but we we give it away in the final third so cheaply, and then, t- t- you know, Altrincham broke on us two or three times, and and look, uh, they they could have maybe on another day just put the game to bed. Uh, I thought if we'd have got one goal second half, we might have got two and three. Keep a, their keeper pulled off a great save, but 
it was a great great workout for us the pre-season's been fine the lads are fit i've just got a little bit of tweeting to do now to uh ready for next saturday and um the, uh, this, as you said the last 20 minutes bringing on joe the two joes so it almost tur- it turned the game into our into our um, favor i mean this is a beauty of substitutions you know last year we won a lot of games towards the end by you look at Joe Masali's goal against Morpeth, which he come on for Walsh here. I think, you know, we're going to have to do that always this year. You know, the substitutions are going to be just as valuable as a starting a level, 11. And, uh, you know, again, it proved today, sometimes when the, there's tired limbs out there and you get that fresh, fresh impetus of, of, of fitness and, and it, it does give a, a problem to the opposition. You also said last week that you gave the ball away cheaply, but that was against the higher opposition, National League North, National League. We'll probably get away with it more at our league, but how, what could you do to actually try and help them with that? I think, I think look, we miss Casper massively. He's the glue in that, that brings it all together. Uh, one thing that disappoints me in the team is when one gives the ball away, it's, it's, you know, three or four of them seem to have to do it. Uh, but We've got to stop giving the ball away, whether we're playing Altrincham or whether we're playing a team two or three leagues below us. We, we've got to keep the ball better, you know, and penetrate better. And then, you know, I, look, I'm happy defensively. I think we're strong, we're strong, and, and and we'll be fine. But the problem will be, you know, putting, putting the game to bed at the other end. Yeah, so as I say, you, there's been quite a lot of own goals. So hopefully, all these mistakes are happening pre-season, but. Overall, how's your you think the pre-season's gone from the high of the crew victory? Yeah, I, look, uh, I think that that crew game they played as well as they, they have done in my time. But all the players are fit, apart from Casper, we've we've got no other injuries. Uh, they're all raring to go. This has been a, a great final friendly against a team that have that are in the conference now and, and rightly so. So. Uh, no, not really looking forward to it now next Saturday. And any news on Casper? Because I think last week you were hoping he may have been involved. Yeah, well, we, we thought, you know, it was obvious in the week uh, that he's a little bit further back than what we thought. Uh, just We've got to see how next week goes uh, to see if he's anywhere near. Uh, what we don't want to do is, is undo all the good work that he's, that he's done in the last two or three weeks to get, uh, to get playing. We can't rush him back. And um, you can get a harder opening game away at FC United. Yeah, well, look, they're, they're all they're all going to be tough, but uh, yeah, we've got them. There's, there's, look, take one game at a time, but it's it, it's uh, it, yeah, it's a tough start, but something that we're looking forward to. And what would you say a successful season would be? Well, we've we've always got to aim for the playoffs, so that that's our uh, that's our aim this year. And there's quite a few, so apart from FC United, South Shields, is there any dark horse that you might think they might come come up the rails? I think, I think Buxton have spent a lot of money this time and uh, he's assembled a strong squad, so I, I should imagine they'll be up there. And any other squad developments for Nantwich? No, I think we... we Look, you'll always pick up players throughout the season if we, we get injuries or loss of form or suspensions, but... Uh, at this moment in time we're, uh, we'll be going with what we've got So that was Dave Cook's thoughts on it and I have to admit 
brutally honest as well. And he's he's quite happy with the way that pre-season's gone. Yeah, so I think he obviously knows that Altingham were a good side. Um, but he, he sounds uh, confident at going into the season. He sounds as very happy with his uh, 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 squad. Obviously, he's, he's looking to uh, use the uh, loan market. But obviously, that's uh, uh, what it's for. Um, but obviously, if he's happy with how uh, pre-season is and if he's uh, confident, then, uh, then obviously all of the fans and the uh, um, backroom staff obviously sh- uh, should be uh, confident. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to, to the season and just to see how we sort of uh, uh, get on. But as you say, the goals that they've lost, the own goals, were of the sort of comedy level. And when you look at it, these goals won't be lost in a in a proper season. It's one of these ones. It's it, it was just one of these ones at the break of the ball, that that own goal. The chances of Greg Hall doing that again, highly unlikely. The players defending, yeah, I think he's been he is happy with the defence. And I can fully understand why he's happy with it. But he, he was slightly more concerned about the middle of the park. And he said he did this. It was the one worrying thing was the lack of missing Casper Hughes. And the fact is you were giving the ball away. And I think Casper Hughes is key for the Dabbers. Because when you play against teams like Southport and Altingham, you give the ball away. They'll punish you. Because they are at that level of above and hopefully if we can get Casper Hughes back we can just sort of put his foot on the ball and control it and he because he always seems to link up really well with Sean Cook so it's it's that thing about just keeping the solidity in midfield yeah so obviously he said after the Southport game that he he felt his side uh, lacked uh, nous in the uh, centre of uh, 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 the park, so he didn't feel as though they were um, composed enough. But obviously, well, obviously, Casper's uh, 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 been injured for almost all of uh, pre-season. So, like, once he comes back into the side, obviously, he's composed. He 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 can he sort of uh, uh, dictates the uh, tempo for uh, non Twitch. So I'm. Um, so I'm certainly uh, confident that that when he comes back into the side, I feel as though uh, we'll be more uh, composed and we'll have uh, that sort of um, um, ability to like uh, break up the uh, play and uh, uh, control the uh, tempo of the uh, game. Yeah, because I think you do see uh, when he was missing, the fact, as you say, about breaking up the play but being an outlet to actually almost be that, it's not defensive midfielder, but that slightly deeper midfielder where if things aren't working, because like Altingham, Natwich try and play a really good passing game and having Casper in there, so therefore if it's not quite going, it gives it to him and then he can probe the, either way. Because quite a few times, 
uh, on Saturday when Natwich went forward playing playing the attacking game, they they opened up Altingham two or three times, and it was creating good spaces because I know I heard Phil speak to Altingham TV afterwards, and he was saying that that there was times that all that Natwich cut them open, and that's what you were sort of looking for. Probably not enough as you'd hope, but they are a team that've been playing at a high a lot higher level for the last three years, so. I do think Casper was a big miss, but against him, the lesser teams, when I say lesser teams, I mean the teams of the same division, it might not be as um, damaging for them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, going going forward for Nan, which obviously you've got your Sean Cook, you've got your Luke uh, 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 Walsh, so Going forward, they've got quite a lot, but as you say, uh, when Casper kind of sits in in that hole as such, uh, just in front of the uh, defence, I'd certainly feel as though Nantwich benefited from him being there because, as you say, if it isn't, uh, if 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 one like style of football isn't quite working then they could almost go through Casper uh, to sort of like break down the uh, defence um, so but like once he's back obviously I feel as though they'll be well they'll definitely uh, benefit from him uh, being back in the side Yeah I, I really um, I agree with that 100% and I do think if, if Dave was looking for anything, I think he'd potentially be looking for somebody in a, a, somebody in the middle of the park just just to to look after and potentially another striker because I think Callum Saunders and, oh, who was the guy that's playing up front? Connor Heathen. Uh, yeah. he, they, they're playing up front. It's a, they're creating it and they're doing stuff and they're, they're taking their chances, which is really, really good. And then, uh, You've got to look at that, but I think the first half, I think it was not much of a muchness uh, with with the but like Josh Josh Langley's pass back, it was just one of these ones. It wasn't even a dangerous back pass because you you would know that normally oh you're going to pass it back to the keeper when you hit it at force for a clearance up, you play it to outside the goal frames. So therefore, if the keeper yeah. does make a mistake, it was it would. Um, it would go out for yeah. a corner, but it was just one of these ones. I think it was it was very similar to the the goal that was conceded against Southport. That I think the keeper, well, Greg, I think just took his eye off the ball, thinking, "What am I going to pass it to?" And it yeah. was just one of these ones. There wasn't even any when I say venom, any power <laughs> in the back yeah, pass. There so wasn't even one you had to concentrate. Yeah, I mean, well, we had this uh, conversation after the first. Uh, pre-season uh, game against uh, Newcastle Town, when obviously the same thing happened when Casper uh, 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 played it back to uh, 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 Greg Cole, but obviously he uh, wasn't uh, there, and the, then that was the first of the comedy own goals that they've uh, conceded. But but as we say, hopefully it, it doesn't happen again when it when it actually uh, means uh, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
it's it's that's the things but hopefully they're doing it all for they've all got them out of the system like that but it's, it's still i think it's very promising it's sometimes i, I was uh, i actually listened to another podcast and would you prefer that we had an outstanding pre-season and then lose the first three matches or have a iffy pre-season and then win the first three matches Mm. It's yeah. It's that that sort of thing that preseason don't. It is what they used to call the phony war, where actually Dave's trying things, and that's the key thing. And I don't think he, we're going to come up against teams yeah. like Southport and Altrincham who try and play the ball about the pack a bit a lot more, and and that's a key thing. So I think that Twitch will be able to create it and. I actually thought it was a solid performance, uh, and they, they were just—it was unfortunate the goal because they had a couple of great chances uh, towards in, just at the start of the second half, where we, we, that was when we cut them open. I've mentioned that a couple of times. It was um, uh, it was the great cutback uh, from Sean Cook to Matty Devine, who then went onto the ball, and he then had a great chance, and the keeper made that fantastic save. And that was a good thing about it, was it when we passed the ball and and moved. And I really thought, actually, Nantwich started to turn on, but I thought it turned on the substitutions uh, in the second half when they brought on Joe Malkin and Joe Wazali. Because it was almost as if they had something to, to prove. The movement by both the players, that it's what you would teach them. Once you pass the ball, don't stop. Keep moving, and it was amazing how often they were intertwining a lot. And I have to admit, I, I took a lot out of that, even though it was a defeat, which ideally you didn't want to. But I think Altrincham are a good side, but yeah. we weren't outclassed. No, I mean obviously it was well, but obviously it it was their first uh, game of the season, so obviously they are gonna be a bit. Uh, uh, rusty, but um, like, obviously it's always good to um, test uh, yourselves against the better uh, side. So um, yeah, I certainly feel as though there's more positives than uh, uh, negatives to uh, take out of it for sure. And that actually almost um, takes us perfectly to the arrival of Sam McGarrigal. Welcome, Sam. Hi, Murray. How are we doing? Hi, Jack. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, we're just right. um, been discussing the Altrincham game. So, what were your thoughts on it? We've listened to Dave and how it's going. So, we're just wondering, what were your thoughts on the performance in general? Um, I, I thought I thought we uh, we played quite well. I mean, the the own goal was terribly unfortunate. Um, it was one of them blinking you miss it sort of moments, wasn't it? Um, I was editing the highlights back and uh, I couldn't. Obviously, the other day, I really couldn't work out what had happened, but I think, obviously, Greg tried to put his foot on it and it just rolled straight underneath uh, into the back of the net. Um, but I think, going forward, the uh, the attacking strength looked good. Um, and bearing in mind, did did they change their entire eleven at half-time? Um, yeah, with the exception of um, the centre-half, Toby Malarkey. Yeah. So the only one that stayed on, yeah. Having, uh, obviously... Um, the same team play against two different sets of 11, so 21 players in total. Um, I think they did really well, to be honest. Um, I, I, 
I think they're missing a little bit of the counter-attacking football that I saw against um, Newcastle on the first game of the season. But when you're a te- playing a team two leagues above, obviously it's uh, it's a different kettle of fish to uh, to compete with. So um, I think they uh, they look strong. Yeah, that's what we were sort of saying. And it was like, as Dave was saying, about just giving the ball away cheaply in the middle of the park. And we were saying that they did miss Casper Hughes quite a lot. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I've not really seen Casper Hughes play, uh, obviously, because he's, uh, he's been injured a bit recently. So I only saw him at the start of pre-season. Um, I would totally agree with giving the ball away. I mean, looking back at the highlights when I was editing them, there was a lot of very short, very quick free kicks that no one really needed to take. They should have really composed themselves, taken a bit more time, worked out what the, the game plan was. Um, but instead they decided to um, put the ball on the ground and uh, and just knock it to whoever was nearest to them. Whereas if they'd have composed themselves, they um, they probably could have made an opportunity out of it. I think I completely forgot that they changed the team at half-time. And especially in the second half, when they were still trying to do these quick free kicks, the team they were playing, even though it was their first pre-season, they'd only had like almost a mini a winter break because they'd only been out of training for four weeks. And second half, the players were fresher for Altrincham, and doing these quick ones weren't going to have the benefit that you would normally get in a in a normal match. Because as Dave said, in the last 20 minutes, it opens up. It wasn't going to open up in that game because the player, the Altrincham players, had only played 25 minutes. Yeah, not in the slightest. Um, I, I think the lads forgot that completely because they were trying to play a lot of short balls and uh, and, and obviously gave away a lot of uh, a lot of silly passes because. I don't think they realised that obviously these these players they had it was their first pre-season of the game so they were still fit they were still raring to go and let alone that in the second half these players hadn't even played yet so um, the game plan for 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 what they were thinking obviously wasn't going to work. Yeah, exactly, and it's um it's just one of these things. But as I think all of you were just saying that close season it's been a mixed bag, but I think I think Dave was happy with it. Yeah, I think um, I, 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 you can't really grumble with it. Um, I think we probably lost a little bit more than we won, but uh, we beat the teams that are lower in the leagues than us, and we uh, we lost the teams that are in higher leagues. So um, apart from obviously the Alex, um, which I don't think is a bad thing. Um, obviously, <laughs> Altrincham are uh, a two leagues above um, Southport, are one league above, I think. So. Yeah. Happy days. The, these players are are a, le- a next level above or two levels above. So uh, it was a great outing. Um, and obviously the crew game was half the first crew eleven, which hats off. They won four two. And the 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 second crew goal, if memory serves, was uh, was quite a sloppy goal to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and I think the thing is you say about the the crew team is it crew? I think were either they Warrington or Witten. That same night, and they won. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, they, were, they yeah. won quite comfortably. So the fact that the dab uh, the dabbers won was yeah, was no, they were, they were playing uh, Winchin Park. So um, for for Nantwich to come out four two up, and for Witten to lose three one or four one or what whatever that score was, um, it's happy days for for the dabbers because they did something that someone else in the league couldn't, and it showed that they're obviously um, a strong team going into the season. Yeah, so uh, moving on, 
we've now the season starts in earnest on Saturday or yesterday or last week if you're listening to this on catch up the week after. Uh, what teams do you, Sam and Jack, think are going to be the ones that are going to challenge us? Uh, because I think, as Dave said, promotion is the key thing that we're after. I mean, I obviously the well, one of the favourites, obviously the uh, South uh, Shields, who obviously should have won the league um, last uh, season, and they'll obviously feel uh, 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 robbed, I guess, um, um, uh, because obviously the season was uh, void in the end. Um, as uh, Dave has uh, said before, he thinks that uh, Buxton will be sort of up and around, obviously, because um, they've uh, spent a lot, but but they... Uh, finished um, um, 18th at last uh, season, so um, obviously it'll be quite a, a big uh, season uh, 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 for them. Um, Saturday's um, opponents, obviously FC United, obviously one of the biggest uh, clubs in the league, who obviously finished uh, second uh, last season. Uh, they'll also be uh, favourites, but like obviously it's hard to say, isn't it, at this at time of the season? But because um, obviously anything uh, uh, can happen, but um, uh, 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 for me it, ha- it has to be South Shields again, um, who are obvious uh, favourites uh, uh, to win uh, the league. Yeah, I, I tend to go along with that. I think it has to be um, South Shields. They were what? They were twelve points clear. I know FC United are the game in hand, but mm. uh, I don't think um, anybody have got because I mean they're the, it's one of these teams. It's a bit like uh, I think is it Vauxhall Motors that actually won the league uh, before yeah. they actually went to lockdown. And South yeah. Shields, I think, were were uh, think the other team that you haven't mentioned. I would have said is Warrington. They're always Ooh, yeah. there or thereabouts, and they keep they missed out in the last time they've had the playoffs. So, yeah, there's quite a few. Is there anybody that you think, um, Sam, that that you think might might do a bit of a turn? I would agree uh, with with both what you're saying. I think Warrington, FC United, and uh, South Shields. I mean, the real test of the season is going to be who can come out best without the fans there, or with with reduced numbers because obviously it plays a huge home advantage um, to to all the teams that are playing in the league and if you're travelling up to uh, South Shields I think I don't think we've got them on a Tuesday night but um, I think we've got them on a Saturday this season um, so if you're travelling up there obviously you've not got the intimidation of a huge crowd or depending obviously the northeast is uh, is about to go into a further lockdown so depending on um, what actually happens with with attendances and crowds for the rest of the season? Um, it could actually open the bag right up for for anyone to uh, to take it, uh, us included. I think that's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that um, about the northeast if it's closing down. We uh, we don't play them in the first. Thing. Oh, well, we actually play Scarborough uh, start of October, so that might add because these trips up to uh, what well, used to be Blythe and. And South Shields, they're a, a, a bloody feral trek. 
But yeah, it's the crowd. And I think with if you think about it, if they're only allowing the, is it six hundred? Have they gone up to the thirty percent mark? Yeah, I uh, think it's under the moment. Yeah, South Shields get get a lot of over tw- a thousand fans into the ground. So as you mm. say, that could actually have a very very positive thing. The one that I actually I threw into the mix. I was just having a look because it was I think it was John Gold who we're, we're going to listen to later said a lot of teams are actually spending have been spending a lot of money uh, which Nantwich haven't had Nantwich have kept the whole core of their team and just added a couple but I looked Matlock have retained quite a few players and they've also signed 14 new players oh wow it is quite a lot I know a lot of teams do have a big turnover but when you look at it I think they've got about seven or eight that they've kept from last year and drop 14 more in, which, well, how can they afford it? That's because I think one or and one or two of the clubs in the division have been have been mentioning that they've actually been signing players for money, and you're like, yeah. going, I don't know how they could do that in this 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 time. No, yeah. no, it's unfathomable, uh, sort of at this level, to to think about teams signing people for money, especially with the loss of revenue that obviously every club's had for the best part of uh, six months now. Yeah, and I heard it from a, a fairly reliable source because uh, I just in case it's wrong. But like I know that Ricardo Fuller isn't um, hasn't signed. He signed for um, ha- uh, Newcastle. Or Hanley. Is it Hanley? Hanley. Yeah, he's, Hanley, he's signed yeah. for Hanley. And what he's on is a heck of a lot of money. And it's a bit like, that's probably why the Dabbers haven't signed him. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, how they can yeah. afford that money at the time. And then teams are doing this. And I do think there may be clubs that go bump. But you just look at, um, somebody was saying Berry, uh, Wigan, Bolton, Macclesfield yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, now it's easy to sign uh, players and everything and say, oh, like it'll, like, Oh, it'll like be all right. But obviously, who's to say uh, that in like a month or so, like uh, fans uh, won't uh, be allowed in, and then there's all of your uh, revenue uh, gone. So, um, yeah, it might be a, a case as you uh, say that um, in like um, a couple of uh, months or so, teams do start to think, oh no, um, maybe, maybe. We shouldn't have signed him for like a lot, um, but it's like it's it's so hard to like say because like obviously any um anything can uh, happen. So, but hopefully, obviously we don't uh, go into another uh, uh, lockdown. But obviously, it's ever changing. Um, I guess. Yeah. To add on to that, I think uh, Tottenham are quite a good example because obviously Tottenham went to the government and says, look, we need 150 million to bail us out or, or whatever the figure was. And then uh, obviously they furloughed all their staff, uh, which mm-hmm. they did quite a sharp U turn on uh, after I think a, a bit of public backlash. Yeah. And then you look this weekend and um, Gareth Bale looks to be setting to join Tottenham <laughs> on a million pound a year deal. So. If they needed 150 million, how come they've just found 12 million uh, to to go and spend on on uh, Gareth Bale? 
I mean, obviously that that's not the level we're talking at, but um, I think there's a, a public trust and a public conscience for for football clubs now, especially with the the, um, the sort of death, if you will, of Berry. Um, obviously Macclesfield with the winding up order um, over non, not paying players or, or backroom staff before Christmas, um, and Wigan obviously uh, who got got docked um, was it 12 points or, or more? Um, yeah, it was 12, yes. And again, Sheffield Wednesday uh, getting points docked off their, their next season um, mm. off their initial. So it seems a bit mad to go out and spend all this money at the moment when we live in such financial uncertain times. And obviously we're grassroots football, so it's going to have the biggest effect on us. Um, thankfully, we've got fans in at the moment, so we can we can get some revenue. But the, the revenue from the bar's gone, the revenue from the function room's gone. The revenue from any extracurricular activities is is more or less wiped out. So it's um, every club must be in the same position. Well, you'd think that, and it, I think the thing is, you see, the, the frustrating thing when you look at it is that when it comes to the talking about Tottenham, they they don't they, the money from through the gates are not actually much of their income. And that's the thing. They get it from the television money, and they finished all these, all their matches. So it's it, it's just it's just as you say, it's um, hard to hard to comprehend. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's unfathomable at, at this level to to understand the finances of a big club. But obviously, they they were pushing to finish the league. They were pushing to finish the Champions League um, because they knew there was a big payout in it. Whereas now, obviously, fans can watch football at home. Um, I think all, all the games are publicised for, for the month this month, but you still have to buy a Sky TV subscription, I believe, or you still have to sign up for BT Sports. So you still have to put your hand in your pocket, even if you're a, a season ticket holder at one of the clubs, just to uh, to pay to watch the games. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a crew fan by by nature, and the Alex are, are £10 every Saturday on iFollow. So the quality, I mean, is, is poor at that level. Uh, and we're only talking the third level of the um, the football league, so you can you can sit and buy it for for ten pounds. But like Saturday, there was there was no audio for twenty minutes. And uh, again, when they played us, the the camera camera work was shocking. So is that the level of professionalism that you come to expect at League One? Um, do, if you want to get your football fixed, have you got to fork out forty pounds or more a month to pay uh, to pay for Sky? Well, interestingly, I know um, talking. I always like to try and get to mention Hearts whenever we do these podcasts. <laughs> uh, being a season ticket holder, we actually got something through yesterday where they they've actually said if you're a season ticket holder. They will, you get free access to watch the the game, but they've actually invested and gone with a digital media company. So they've, I think they've got about eight cameras set up around the ground to actually do it because they thought, well, if you're we're going to take that as part of your season ticket, yeah, you no, can do it. So, so when I'm commentating, I might actually have the Hearts game <laughs> on, on the next thing. So if I if I go quiet at a single point, but yeah, that's um, but you are right. Without this intake of money, the big clubs are getting it. And talking of uh, Tottenham, please look away now if you're actually uh, watching the game on catch up. It's Plovdiv nil, Tottenham nil at half time in the Europa League, and that's a one-off <laughs> tie. So, well, we talked okay. about the Scotland 
Czech Republic last week. So I thought yeah. I'll throw in a bit of English football this week. <laughs> so that's the score as it is. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really good season. But uh, let's have a look. We've got, I would actually say the Dabbers have got, it's probably the first eight games are a right mixture for what we've got. Uh, actually, the nine games. We start away, we've got three or four games that I actually think if we win, there'll be an absolute bonus. We've got FC United away. We've got Scarborough away, which is never easy going up the East Coast because um, last season they finished uh, just outside the playoffs, just two points behind the Dabbers. They had played a few more games. But then you've got Warrington away and then Matlock, big spending Matlock. So yeah. we're getting a lot of these big games out of the way. And as you say, without the crowd, it might actually help us. So it's going to be a tricky start. So which one would you say you were going to you would look forward to as press officers? Um, well, obviously, uh, uh, well, obviously, uh, today's uh, game is obviously away at probably the biggest uh, team in the uh, league. So, um, uh, 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 for me personally, obviously, I'm quite uh, looking forward uh, uh, to that. Obviously, it's a shame that. Um, there's only like a limited uh, number of uh, fans uh, they, um, who were um, allowed to uh, go, um, but obviously I would certainly feel as though for for uh, 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 for us, I, if 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 uh, we can sort of uh, get anything out of that uh, game, I would certainly feel as though it will be a, a bonus and like a good. A way to start the season. Yeah, and I just hope Greg Hall doesn't get sent off in this game yeah. <laughs> for him having a disagreement with the with the opposition manager. And you can actually listen to Greg uh, Greg Hall's opinion on that actual event on one of the previous podcasts. I thought I might as well um, mention them. But <laughs> if you go if you go and have a look, uh, they are available. I'd say for download as well. Yeah. What yeah. about you, um, Sam? Is there any of these in the early games? Uh, not so much the early games. Obviously, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to Saturday just to, to get the season underway. Um, I think having Scarborough um, uh, early is quite a bonus because uh, obviously the weather turns quite a bit once you start hitting posts. <laughs> so um, I think that'll be quite quite nice. But uh, New Year's Day for me, um, the, the sort of local rival with Witten Albion at home, uh, I think will be a, a great game. Um, so I, I, I mean, I say I say it's not that soon. It's only uh, only three months away now. So um, it, it'll come extremely quickly, I'm sure. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, but if you were talking about um, uh, Scarborough getting it windy, we play South Shields away on the fifth of I December. Know, I, was looking, I was looking at that, but there's nothing we can do about that now. So hopefully. <laughs> uh, Hopefully it's a, a bit of a, um, a freak winter and it's uh, it's a bit warmer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you would hope that. I'm just trying to see where the... And then we've got South Shields back here on the 23rd of March. Yeah, uh, that's and Tuesday that's, night. That's, that's quite a Tuesday night as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah that's... They, they did a couple of years back, they did quite well about doing the fixtures where you'd play Warrington, Witten, 
Stafford, yeah. then there was Hensford, uh, Hyde, all the ones in this area, because they sometimes forget they're part-time. These players are part-time, yeah. they've got a job, and they can't keep taking that's half days off to do that. I mean, so that's, that's a wee bit disappointing, I have to admit, but not for them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, our um, Tuesday night uh, games are at Hyde, Ashton, uh, uh, and uh, uh, Warrington, so like they're all like, well, well reason close. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it isn't as though we have to, to go to like Morpeth or something on a, a Tuesday night. But um, didn't uh, South uh, Shields uh, come to us on a, a Tuesday at last at season? Yeah, but I think that was because they had got through. And one, I think, uh, the FA Trophy it, right. or a cup. There was something like that. And when it's, right. when you have an away match because of that, you think, yeah, right, them, yeah, them the breaks. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because that was your doesn't it? Um, obviously, if South Shields come to us and they have to travel that three and a half, four hours to get here, then it's um, it's more exhausting for their players than it is for ours. So hopefully. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Tuesday after uh, a Tuesday night game against someone like Shields at home would be would be better for us. Um, that's where the home advantage comes in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree with that. Um, but hopefully, uh, so I was just sort of reading because I, I just thought I'd read somewhere about being full time, but uh, it's, they're talking about they are they are actually looking at going to some part time full-time players so they do have some full-time players because uh, oh, right. they're looking to push themselves uh, push yeah. themselves up for the table but I always when I look at fixtures I always look at around Christmas New Year because I think that can often make or break the season although I will say mm. two years ago we were top on New Year's Day and because <laughs> of right. one thing and another matches started to catch up on us etc that we fell away but it's not the easiest because from the 19th of, well, we've got South Shields away on the 5th uh, and then we're, we're away at Grantham on the 19th. So that's not an easy journey. OK, we've got Stafford Rangers local derby uh, down at Marston Road on Boxing Day, then Witten. So and then Staley Bridge away. It's, it's not the easiest one, especially around that Christmas time. No, it isn't, and obviously, uh, knowing the sort of the English uh, weather, I'm sure there'll be a lot more uh, postponed uh, games, either uh, uh, squeezed into that uh, schedule, or like obviously there might be some like, FA Cup uh, games. So obviously, it's only going to get harder as such. Um, but as you say, obviously, uh, uh, South. Shield on the 5th of December that it could be obviously like like a nightmare journey um, but yeah I mean well obviously uh, uh, none of the games will be easy but it's certainly a, a league where like, anyone can beat anyone so um, but obviously like obviously, it's all well. Christmas is 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 always a, a busy uh, 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 period. So I guess it's about the depth of your uh, squad, and obviously, 
like you're gonna have to uh, uh, rotate your uh, players. So, like anything can uh, um, happen, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. But again, what you forget is matches get postponed over the uh, the winter period. Yeah, so that's true. Coming into yeah. spring, you end up with a backlog of games on top of cup games if you're still in them. That you you players and, uh, and obviously they get rested a little bit if there's a postponed game, but then they just get knackered because they're playing two times a week every week for. More, yeah. So yeah. It, it it obviously depends on on the weather and and what happens with the teams, but it can really cripple a team if they get the games on the bounce postponed because you have to fit them in somewhere. And they don't just bang them on the end of the season. They uh, they slot them within the season, uh, wherever they can. Yeah, it's a bit like um, the FA Trophy when we got that run in 2016. I think the, the last two weeks, because we'd got the FA Trophy and we had a couple of replays, it was three matches, three matches. Uh, so it was two mid Saturday, two matches Saturday, two matches Saturday, and it just and we were still in with a shout of the playoffs at that point but uh, it's, it's one of these ones and then talking about the, the tail end of the season I think we've actually got a, quite a nice little finish because I know we play FC United uh, at, ho- at home then we've got Whitby which will be a challenge but the last three uh, Grantham on the bank holiday Saturday, Whitton away which I think we, sh- we should fancy our chances with that one on the bank holiday Monday and mm-hmm. then Gainsborough on that last game. So I think the, the fixtures, we go through stages of some tricky ones and some difficult ones, but I, I think um, it's been quite fair for us in general. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I mean, you could say that about anything, though, couldn't you? That obviously, if there's teams that you think are better than you and you've got to play them, then uh, obviously you're going to say the, the fixtures are tricky. But um, I think that that the end of the season will be quite enjoyable. Um, mm. And again, having uh, Witten on two bank holidays, so um, was it New Year's Day and uh, the bank holiday, the bank in, holiday. Yeah. Uh, in April, was it? No, May, May bank hey, holiday. Sorry. May, yeah. Um, I forgot about the postponement uh, of the season. Um, so yeah, having them both on a bank holiday, hopefully the crowds are there and hopefully it's a good turnout. So um, it could swing it either way. So we could feel positive, but if uh, I don't know, let's say we've got a capacity of a thousand by then, if 500 Witten fans show up, then it'll obviously change the game and the dynamics of the uh, the, the team and how they play. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, just looking at the start, when you say, I think. You almost want to have the big hitters at the start of the season away from home because yeah. it's almost a free hit. FC United, uh, Scarborough, Warrington, Matlock. The thing is, these are ones, yeah. if you come out with a couple of wins for that, you've actually then gained the six points on them very early. Although if it does work against you, at least you've got them at home to even it out. I know that sounds a bit contradictory, but I think it's... I'm just I'm looking forward to big style. Yeah, we've always got fresh legs at the start of the season, haven't you? So hopefully, I mean, obviously they've got the fresh legs as well, but hopefully with the the bit of pre-season and uh, and learning where they've gone wrong and why they've gone wrong or why they've done well and, and where they've done well, then it should lead them quite well into it. Whereas obviously halfway through the season, you, you can know where you're going wrong, but you could be too knackered or uh, too exhausted to, to, to figure it out after 60 minutes or 70 minutes 
uh, and that's when, obviously, like like uh, Dave said, is is where the match can be uh, won or lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was going to say, obviously, with us playing FC United first uh, game of the season, obviously, they haven't really got any uh, um, uh, momentum. So, obviously, like you can't say, oh, yeah, they're coming off the back of uh, five wins on the bounce, obviously. So, so, so as you say, it is almost like a, a free hit. So, it's like, if we do... Uh, get some out of it then like fair enough obviously that's a good and everything but like if we don't it's almost as though like it isn't like the end of the season I guess yeah yeah and the good thing is you haven't got any injured players really I mean obviously yeah, that's true. so you've not you've not got to rejig anyone round you've not got to make um, exceptions because someone's missing and you think they they, mm. they suited the style of play that, that you needed um, so you, you're going in with a, a full 11, a fully fit 11, um, and yeah. hopefully that no one picks up a knock and uh, obviously they can get through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure uh, this might not be uh, true, but I'm sure that someone said that uh, 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 Greg Hall is actually uh, suspended for the first uh, game of the season because obviously he got. Uh, sent off against FC United, but whether that's 100% uh, true, I'm not sure. But I'm, that, I've, I've, I've been told I've, for the entire pre-season, so I would imagine it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with the curtail of, of the season at the end of last season and how it ended, I'm sure that all uh, all cards probably carry over. Yeah, but I was just thinking if it's that was the FC United game. I'm sure he was suspended for three matches, and I think he, I think he is back. Well, I thought he right. played three matches. I might be, I might be completely wrong, as you say, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's normally a three-match suspension, so it yeah, will be. Yeah. But I'm sure um, Dave will know, and that might be why he's been playing about with some of the keepers. Well, that's what I was about to say. Was there's there's been uh, yeah. been quite a few keepers in in the preseason, obviously doing halves at a time, and Greg's done halves at a time. Um, so I would imagine that he probably um, probably isn't going to get a run out on Saturday because he's suspended. But I don't know. We'll we'll find out at one o'clock on Monday when the team sheet gets released, won't we? As long as, long as he doesn't come on the pitch at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. So that was a bit about the pieces. Now we're just going to look back. I actually caught up with John Gold, the chairman of the Dabbers at full time and he was telling us about all the different things that were going on at the club and we're going to listen to that and look at some of the other news coming out of the Weaver this week uh, so here's John So that's the pre-season over it's been a funny old pre-season hasn't it? Well it has because we've been uh, working in unprecedented situations and times of course um, but it's just wonderful you know, Murray, to have uh, to be able to have our supporters back in the place they love, back in the stadium. I know there's a little inconvenience involved with, with the measures that we've had to implement, but what it what's enabled us to do is to, um, you know, uh, bring them back in safely, and that's what we've done. You've seen that today. Yeah, and to help with doing that, uh, you, you've now developed the online ticketing system, which, well, as I use today, 
so easy to do and at least you then don't have to give your names and numbers when you arrive makes it so much easier well i'd like to thank the supporters for embracing that i mean obviously we've got you know it's 21st century technology and you know if you premiership stadiums and down that's that's the technology that's in use for us at this level we you know the thing for covid is that it's enforced us to uh, implement it sooner We've done it with the system that we've got in. A lot of help from the league. Uh, and MAE and the team have done a great job in implementing it. And as you say, it makes it an easier transition for supporters coming in because they've got the tickets on their smartphones. And, uh, you know, they, ju- they just walk in, get a scan, come straight in. And, and also, we don't need to then trouble them for the names and addresses because they're already on the system. So, you know, track and trace as well is covered with that. And you being the you being the COVID officer, what sort of things have you had to do behind the scenes that we never see to to actually get that first game on with fans? Oh, the team incredible. We've had to put so much you know sanitising, cleaning you know to adhere to all the you know the necessary guidelines and restrictions now in place. You see in the stand here, you know fortunately we've been able to open the stand, but every other row is, is blocked off, rightly so, to to to, to allow the necessary social distancing. All around the stadiums, we've got one-way systems for people coming in, so they're not coming, you know, into crossing with people. Um, you know, uh, in the room, the bar itself, all the tables and chairs are moved, which obviously is an inconvenience, but it's a necessary one, and they can get served at the bar, you know, that way. Yeah, because I'm looking at that, standing where we do in the media, but people are observing it. There's been no issues. You're actually seeing people front of the stand, back of the stand, and looking there, you can actually see. So the support, you've got to give 100% credit to the supporters. That they, there are ones around the world that are, are, in, that are being stupid, but absolutely, they, I think they love the football club, and that's why they're doing it. I mean, I'd like to thank everybody, sincerely. You know, the, the way they've embraced this and adhered to the uh, restrictions has been incredible. Um, you know, and a lot of common sense has prevailed. And, these, you know, these people have come here and, you know, embraced what we're trying to do. They love this club, and, and that's been shown with the goodwill that's come out from the Just Giving campaign. I mean, you know, just a few months ago, we were concerned we wouldn't even have a club to be here talking to you and playing wonderful football today. Thanks to their generosity and that of the wider community, we've been able to do that. So it's incredible. Yeah. And you're, we're still collecting for that, so remember what's the page? Oh, it's incredible. You know, we're at nearly £23,000, so, you know, we still need, more, you know, the more because we start um, paying wages effectively next week or when the season kicks in. So, you know, uh, I thank you, everybody that's given, uh, you know, whether it's £5 or some of the huge donations, every penny counts and will be put towards not only preserving this great football club that we all love, but actually allowing us to progress and you've seen today the team competing you know on a level playing field with a team that's two 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 leagues above it and you know not at all outclassed and and that's what we're trying to do is to support Dave but also support the many other teams and mediums we've got such as the ladies football the, the partially sighted football the walking football and our many many junior and youth teams in fact there was a tournament taking place today on the Malbank adjacent to while we were doing that which just shows the enormity of the club that it isn't just the first team this is Nantwich Town Community Football Club yeah and I think as you that was what I was going to mention fantastic having a ladies team it actually is encapsulating the whole whole um, environment and also I think the development of the reserves are saying actually 
we want to go further because having the pool of players, we had the reserves playing in there with the 3-3 draw today. And, and so therefore we didn't have the extensive squad we've got here. But fantastic. So what was the thinking behind the ladies bringing in the ladies and the reserves? Well, we've tried to do both for many years unsuccessfully. And the reason it was unsuccessful was not because of our wherewithal to do it and willingness to do it. But at, at this level, you're relying on volunteers giving their time without any personal agenda as I always say um, and that takes a lot and also it, when it's in, t- in terms of the reserve team and the ladies team you're asking people coaches to be qualified to have the experience to, dr- to develop those players and those squads and take them forward and um, you know w- uh, unfortunately we've never been able to find those people you know to do it and, and it's very difficult now we've, we've done it and you know both are, going, are putting together good squads and they're out working. The ladies' team is something that I'm particularly happy to see happening. The reserves team also, because there's always been a huge gap between the youth team, which are under-18s, and the first team at that level. Just a few years ago, when we were a couple of leagues lower, it wasn't so prevalent because, you know, the gap, the jump wasn't there. But to play at this level... Um, for an 18-year-old, it's too big a gap, you know. So you need that reserve team to actually embrace them and get them ingratiated into playing men's football, you know, adult, well, adult football. But the ladies' team, that, that's a, you know, that's a really exciting prospect for the club and a, to have a first proper ladies' team. So it's great, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, coming back to when you were saying about the just giving, the one thing I really liked about the way that Nantwich went about it, I was looking on Twitter, these clubs, we're desperate for money, we're desperate for money. Oh, but we'll sign this player. We'll yeah. sign this player. Yeah. Nantwich, I think, they've had Mike Corral, the one player, I think. He's cost nothing. Yeah, yeah. He's one that, again, Dave's... Mike Corral is a player that Dave's identified from, um, you know, a lower league side. Sees he's got potential, and you've seen already he's making his mark. Um, I, I was very outspoken, as you know, Marie, about teams uh, going out and, 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 and with a save our club sign and asking for money, and then signing players on huge contracts. I mean, that to me, I mean, they do whatever they want, but for me, that is uh, flies in the face of what we're about. You know, we're a not for profit community club. It was reluctant, with reluctance that we decided we needed to go out and, and get funds. But at the same time, it would be hypocritical of me and the board to then go out and say, oh, guess we've just signed this player. And, you know, we, we've paid a grand for what, you know, never, ever, ever. That's not the philosophy of this club. It's not the ethics of this club. And it's not something we would do. And, we, you know, and as you've seen, Dave's retained all his squad from last year, which was a, 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 which is a squad that served him well. He's still in development. A lot of young players. That, and they have managed, you know, against a lot of bigger teams to get in the playoffs each year. We hope for that again. It's going to be tough. But we haven't gone out and added to the squad just simply because we're respecting the people that support the club and making sure that the money that we've got actually preserves the club for the longer term, not for a quick fix to win the league or, or, or to or, or any cups. And, and that's what we're about, you know. And that's what I was saying, the way they did it. You got your plans in place and then you said... We need somebody. You didn't go in straight away. No. It, was, it was fantastic. And I, I thought 100% credit to everybody at the club. And, and that's the way that we like to run this club. You know, it's a club for everybody. As I always say, you know, I, I mean, the biggest thing for me is I'm a supporter and a volunteer. 
So, so first, foremost, I'm a supporter. Secondly, I'm a volunteer, like all the other good people, like you are indeed yourself. You give your time to come and give commentary, to come and make it and give it a more professional sheen. And we're all doing an individual job to make this club great. And you do it, not not for any personal gain, because there isn't any, but you're putting the working light we're doing now. And so, we, you know, to, to, to preserve this. And it's great. And, and we need people like yourself and like all the other people that do and give their time. And, you know, hopefully many more come forward. The one great thing about the Just Giving campaign is, is the outpouring of goodwill from the wider community and people that have, one, never even been here before, two, haven't been for a long time, and three, they're going, you know what, I want to come, I'm and, and, and some of them have been here today, what a great gate and attendance today, and they're going, this is great, and they've seen a great game, I know the weather's helped, because it's been a, <laughs> you know, a nice bit of, a, a last bit of summer, but, you know, it all helps, it does, man. yeah, it's good, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, just finally, before we go, season ahead. As you said, we want to go for um, the playoffs. Is there any game that you're looking forward to and any that you're not looking forward to, apart from the trip up to South Shields, uh, which we know is always a thing? I can do a trip to South Shields and the money they've spent. I'll be honest with you, absolutely. I, I might be ducking that one. <laughs> I might be busy that weekend. <laughs> uh, not that any lack of loyalty, but... Um, um, but no, no, no particular game. I'm just looking to us playing the attractive football or continuing to play the attractive football we have under Dave and his team, uh, attacking football and entertaining. So that was John Gold's thoughts on the stuff that's going been going on behind the scenes. And I have to admit, with the new sponsorship by the pitch in, pitching in the partners of the Northern Premier League about the way that they're actually involved with volunteers. And John goes on about the volunteers that are involved in this club, whether it be, he mentioned me, but also Sam and Jack, all these people that do it and they give their time and it's what's keeping the club alive. So really good that we've actually got, rather than a betting agency, uh, somebody that actually is looking at actively encouraging volunteers. With them mentioning about these areas, uh, the Just Giving page, he says, keep giving the money. The Dabbers currently at 6.07 on Thursday, the 17th of September, have raised £23,390. And if you can, and there's a lot of people that have been putting the £2 in, £10 in, £30 in, absolutely brilliant. Thanks for supporting uh, the club and just making sure we've got a club to support and that was a big thing that John said we are a big community club we've got the women's team we've got the youth teams we've got a reserve team we're actually now Natish are a massive part of the community and this money just helps and as he says some clubs as we touched on earlier have been spending money and signing players Natwich haven't gone down that way they've retained the players and they've had a couple of additions and I actually think it's great to be a member of this club, isn't it, lads? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've uh, touched on it uh, before how how just how amazing it is that obviously um, all of the businesses and the fans and even like non uh, Dabbers fans have obviously uh, uh, donated uh, uh, to the page and, um, and they've uh, come in on their uh, donations obviously saying how much of an asset uh, the football club is uh, to the uh, community but yeah it, it certainly is a, a fantastic uh, club uh, to be involved in. Yeah I'd, I'd back that sentiment as well I mean 
Um, obviously, we've uh, been employed, I think, myself and Jack now for what, the best part of six weeks, Jack? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, and just the way the club's embraced us and obviously everyone's super friendly, everyone's super nice um, and it, it rubs off on you. It's, uh, it's an incredible feeling. Obviously, when you go to the game, obviously, I met you, Murray, at the game and uh, did a good chinwag. Um, but knowing that everyone's doing it out of the goodness of their heart um, sort of makes it more beneficial for you. It takes away any infrastructure of, uh, of hierarchy um, and, and puts everyone on a level playing field, which is, is great. I mean, mm. I interviewed uh, Dave Artell at Nantwich Town and interviewed Cookie at, uh, um, sorry, Dave Artell. Tell at Crew Alex and uh, Cookie at Nantwich Town, and uh, it was great for them just to, to, to say, Yeah, all right, I'll have a five minute chat with you. Um, obviously, Daniel Alala was training with us as well, um, and uh, it's just really good to see so much giving back from the club and that the community gives back so much to the club. Um, it's it's really is a beautiful harmony. Yeah, I could, couldn't. Agree more there, and it is one of these ones. It is a true uh, community club, and as you say, the time I I just said, oh, can I have a quick chat with you, um, John, about what's going on, thinking it'd be a couple of minutes. Nope, he came out, and he would have kept on going. He he is actually <laughs> so passionate, and it's great to have these sort of people in the club. And Dave, as well, just after a defeat, but he was still willing to share it because he realises. Well, I'd like to think what the podcast does offer, but it's these sort of things that it's part of the community and that which I think it's got the potential to go where Altering have gone, but that's um, maybe getting ahead of ourselves, but the infrastructure <laughs> is there and let's they're not going to get themselves going. The way, yeah, Sorry? So let's get the first game out of the way and then we can... Yeah. Oh, I mean long term, I'm talking about um, yeah, it's, the infrastructure is there and it's they, they want to do it. and that's why they're not going to get themselves in massive they're not going to get themselves in debt to actually just get yeah. out of this league as we've seen by some clubs that I think a few years ago maybe 10-12 years ago Stafford Rangers got all the way up to the National League but they were throwing money at it and they almost went out of business because they had yeah. Steve Bull as manager and there was somebody else they had and they spent lots of money but then when that money started to dry up because they weren't getting the gates, they actually dropped down into the Northern Premier League North. So, Well, I mean, just to echo what we said earlier, I mean, look at Macclesfield Town. A couple of years ago, there was a, they were a non-league team and um, obviously they've thrown money at it and money they didn't have. So um, it's ended up in, in the, uh, the death of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's almost like, so it's almost like, like, um, sort of obviously like like getting ahead of yourself so obviously it's all well and good having like five promotions in like six uh, years or, or something but like the reality of it is when you get to like the highest point obviously uh, players uh, uh, way all um uh, go higher so obviously you have to be um uh, careful i guess that you sort of that you uh, uh that you have like the the uh, financial backing and the infrastructure in 
uh, uh, place to sort of be uh, uh, sustainable, I guess. Yeah. I think Completely. you've got to be versatile as well, haven't you? You've got to be able to adapt with the times and uh, and offer more than just a football game. Um, obviously, the, the higher up you get, the more the expenses the more the expenses get. Um, so you have to have to look at other things that you can do, and obviously that plays a massive role in the community, whether or not it's. Um, I mean, as daft as it sounds, but gigs on the on the field. Look at Man City. Look at look at the big arenas. They all put themselves out there for music venues or stand-up yeah. shows or, or things like that. So uh, obviously, the, the higher up you get, the more you have to um, adapt and become versatile. Yeah. And I think as you, you mentioned that it's with the lockdown, Nantwich haven't been able to rent out their uh, the Fairfax suite or anything like that to actually generate money. That might not sound much, but it's the things that tick it over all the time especially in the summer and during the week because whenever i've gone to see training there's often people actually in the bar yeah 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 it plays a massive part and obviously you've got to staff it but it pays for the staff and then it obviously puts something back into the club uh, coffers so um again losing that is uh, is a huge thing for uh, for for a small club uh, and talking of things like that bringing putting money in the the coffers couple of um, opportunities here we've got player sponsorship and also the opportunity to win a signed shirt which one of you two would like to say anything about that um i will quite happily um have a go as uh, i'm currently dealing with the the player sponsorship so uh, if anyone's listening uh, that wants to sponsor a player it's me that you'll uh, you'll get on the other end of the blower um i think it's a brilliant opportunity um, I mean, it's £150 per player for sponsorship. Uh, I'm currently ringing around all the sponsors from last season who sponsored the players, uh, and I've got a few new names on board already. Um, and I think tomorrow, which will be Friday, I'll be releasing the graphic of uh, exactly who's who sponsored who um, and uh, what you get for it. But you get tickets at the end of the season to uh, the award presentation and Obviously, the player gives you gives you their shirt at the end of the season. Um, you get your name in the programme every home game, and you get um, uh, your name on the website as well as one of our uh, our sponsors. Um, I mean, a lot of personal people have done it, so there's quite a few people who are just big fans of the club that want to sponsor their favourite player, um, and then others have used it as a commercial opportunity to uh, to advertise and and get that out there. Um, tomorrow I will be releasing the the man of the match sponsorship as well. Um, so that's a thousand pounds for the season plus that, um, and then obviously you get to pick your man of the match every day. Uh, sorry, every game you get two seats, uh, two tickets a week, uh, two tickets a home game um, for for you and someone else. You get to present a bottle of um, sparkling wine, be it Carver um, or whatever uh, Nantwich Town deal, and I can't I can't remember. To the uh, the players uh, at the end of the game that you've picked, um, and obviously you get your name in the program on the website, and you get a tannoy announcement with the with the commercial sort of advertising every game before, during, after, uh, and obviously when you pick man of the match. So um, that's something else that we're we're looking at for sponsorship, um, and it's all these little opportunities that keep the club alive um, and and really add to it. So. They can afford to pay the players. They can afford to keep the lights on. They can afford to do everything um, that obviously the volunteers can't do. Yeah. 
And as I say, if you uh, the information will be coming out tomorrow, uh, which is Friday. But if you listen to this before then, they've got information about the players that worked didn't have sponsorship, I think, from last season. So they're the opportunity. I think those that sponsored last year will have till the 23rd of September to renew their sponsorship. And it's £150. And what you get for it is actually quite a lot. So it's um, it's a good way of supporting your club. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, last season, I think they split into shirt, socks and, and things like that. But I think just as a, a full kit sponsorship, your your favourite player, obviously it shows that player that um, it, it's a bit of a morale boost for them because obviously they know someone's rooting for them uh, above and beyond. Um, and then obviously you get to... Uh, to get their shirt at the end of the season and you get a bit of a mention from Nantwich Town in the media saying uh, a big thanks to, um, to to supporting us. Yeah, and you're also raffling off a Nantwich Town shirt that's signed by the players and this actually is linked to the Just Giving page. Yeah, so um, I was hounding um, higher up the food chain about getting a signed shirt and... Uh, and thankfully, John Gold, when I saw him on uh, on Saturday, uh, had, had got one signed and presented it. Um, we couldn't think of the best way to online raffle it without obviously losing part of the proceeds. Because if you pay for a raffle, you then have to give away a percentage of uh, of, of what you raffle uh, or what you raise. Sorry. So uh, the idea was to uh, to just put it into the just giving, and then any new donations from the time the shirt went live on the thirteenth. Um, any multiple of two will buy you that many raffle tickets. So if you put £2 in, you get one raffle ticket. If you put £10 in, you get five raffle tickets. Um, and obviously, it's a way to give back to the club and you get something back out of it. Um, we'll be doing a draw on Facebook Live or Twitter Live or or whatever we come up with on the day, um, on the first home game of the season. Um, and hopefully, whoever's uh, put the money in, is uh, is pleased with having a signed Nantwich Town shirt. Um, yes, it, so you have. And not everyone's going to have at the end of the season, so um, it's it's an opportunity to have something. You you may have the signed champions of the National Premier League um, by the end of the season on a shirt. So it's uh, for two quid. It's not a bad bad go. Yeah, and the thing is, so that will be drawn again when we play Staley uh, Bridge Celtic. On the 26th of September. So get your thoughts in there. And I'm coming to you again, Sam. Apologies. But um, the news about are actually the website provider for Nantwich Town, weborchard.com, who actually have been given their time for free. Okay, yeah. So um, I've been playing around with the back end of the website quite a bit and uh, obviously changing a few things from last season. Um, and really, really delved in deep to it. Um, and I mean, it's brilliantly built, it's brilliantly ran. Um, I did mess around with things I probably shouldn't have. Um, and <laughs> I, updated, uh, I updated one of the plugins thinking that it would be better for the website. Um, and it turns out it, it scrapped up the menu on the mobile phone. So I literally rang the web, web orchard, uh, spoke to Pete, it was amazing. He was really friendly. He was really keen to know who I was and what I was doing and obviously my role within the club now. Um, and he just says, leave it with me. Take my phone number. Uh, and within two hours, he'd got it up, running, all back. Uh, and that was all for free. So, um, I mean, they're a Shrewsbury-based company and 
they're doing that out the goodness of their heart for uh, for Nantwich Town just to to host and maintain the website. And I mean, obviously they're not updating it daily, but when when you cock it up, um, <laughs> they're, they're there to ring and and it's no charge. It's um, it's it's an amazing gesture from from the Web Orchard. Uh, and like I said, Pete was a really really nice bloke when I spoke to him. So um, it, it's an asset to the club to have someone like that on board that that aren't. Uh, aren't in it for um, a selfish gain or a commercial gain. They're, they're just in it to be nice people. Yeah, and as you say, it's a community feel and it's a club that people then appreciate. And that's, you give a little, you get a little back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we posted an article the other day about um, Pickford Foods, who they've just done a, a brand new website for. Um, and I mean, it's great. It's uh, Obviously, I'd, I knew nothing about it till, uh, till the press release came along, but I had a look at it and thought, wow, that's... Uh, that's a really, really good website. So um, if anyone listening does need a, a website doing or wants some sort of um, online presence, then you should definitely give the Web Orchard a ring because um, Pete's uh, a really nice guy and, and their uh, their talent lives up to their, um, their reputation. Brilliant. And, well, the FA Cup has, will be starting in earnest for us on Tuesday night away at Tividale. It's 300 people pay at the gate. Uh, so the road to Wembley starts Tuesday then, lads. Yeah. Um, it does, obviously. We've had uh, a decent uh, success in the last couple of uh, seasons, so I'm sure that we'll, sort of, we'll certainly be hoping to have that uh, success again. Um, we've obviously been drawn away to uh, uh, Tividale, who are in the uh, Midlands Football League uh, uh, Premier, which I believe is two uh, 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 leagues uh, below us. Yeah, um, they are, yeah. Uh, they beat uh, Market uh, Drayton by a goal to nil in the last... Uh, round so hopefully all being well we should be able to uh, progress but I'm sure uh, Tividale will certainly uh, provide a tough uh, test I mean unfortunately I can't make the game but um, obviously it's the magic of the FA Cup isn't it it's the the stuff that dreams are made of for, for lower league teams because Everybody gets a shot to get in the FA Cup. Um, so for someone like Nantwich, obviously coming in the first round uh, qualifying is is um, is brilliant because obviously Tividale have, have already had a bit of a run out in the FA Cup to get to where they are. So we get seeded at this level, and obviously we've now got four games. If we if we win them all, we're uh, we're in the first round proper, and we're, we're facing league opponents, so or potentially league opponents. Um, so it, it, I mean, it's a magical feeling. You ask any football fan what what their favourite competition is, and everybody says the FA Cup um, because yeah, it's a free for all. It's um, anyone anyone can 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 progress. Yeah, and as I say, it's um, they've they've already got through two rounds. Uh, they beat Stone Audley. Alanians, uh, yeah. uh, they drew nil nil, beat them on penalties, and that was at the start of September. And then, as you say, they won away at Market Drayton. And looking at their fixtures so far this season, they don't like their home comforts. 
they've lost their two home games and won their la- their three away games. So it might be quite lucky that it's a one-off tie. And last yeah. time out, they got beat 7-1 by Starport Swifts. So um, oh, it's one of these ones you're looking at and going, this should, it's a game we should win, but it's always these ones that often trip you up. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we can probably go into it confident, but like I said, that's the magic of the FA Cup is uh, is you really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, who knows? Uh, we've seen lower league teams beat Premier League teams. Um, obviously not non-league teams, but lower league teams have beat Premier League teams in the past. So um, fingers crossed, uh, it'll be a magical day for both teams. Yeah, I think so too. So um, just yeah. a shame it's a, a Tuesday night to the death rather than a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I think because we had quite a big crowd down there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, like I'm not too sure of the attendances that they uh, get, but I'm sure that uh, uh, we'll certainly uh, take of um, 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 as many as we. It can so yeah. I mean, um, obviously for them it it would have been nice to have it on a, a sat on a um a sat today afternoon, but it's it's one of them in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's one of these ones, but hopefully it'll help play to the dabbers' hands. So yeah, anything else, lads, that you want to bring up coming from the heart of the club that you are. Um, I think uh, a thanks to the sponsors that have stepped up and uh, and obviously renewed their sponsorship this season. Um, people like the Alextra Group, uh, Whitby Morrison, uh, Optimum Pay. Um, just off the top of my head, they're, they're the, they've put quite a lot of money in between themselves into the Just Giving page. Um, and it is really, really appreciated. Um, I mean, obviously, everyone's... Uh, contributions and donations are, are hugely appreciated but um when you're talking thousands of pounds it's um it's quite mind-blowing to uh to see the local love from uh, the community giving back yeah and on that point i will say that if there is anybody from any of these main sponsors that want to come on the podcast and talk about uh what they do for the club and why they're involved in the club please contact us at ntfc podcast or at the Dabbers, or mm-hmm. at uh, MD Watts, which is my Twitter, because we're more than welcome. We will promote you because you're doing something for the club and we want you to feel part of all of this. And you can also potentially contact um, Sam. And what's your Twitter handle, Sam? Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a silly one. I threw you on there. It's uh, save... R as in A R E and then Wales as in W A L E S. Um, it's completely nonsensical and was uh, was found from uh, a graphic that uh, sorry a bit of graffiti that I found on a pub toilet in Sheffield. Um, <laughs> so uh, it just it made me giggle. So it's save R as in A R E and then Wales as in W A L E S. And what is yours, Jack? Uh, mine's. Mine's a bit easier. It's at, uh, uh, at Jack, and then it's uh, Bezza, so it's B E Z A. So yeah, 
Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's something. You can get in touch with either of us through the official Dabbers uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. As well, yeah. Sorry, it was just just yeah. one of these ones just if they want to do it. And then, as I say, anybody yeah, that sponsors definitely. that wants to come on five, ten minutes, or if anybody has any ideas about things you want us to discuss, as I said earlier, we're looking at doing it once a month now because the games are coming thick and fast so we can discuss them. The backdated ones are available on I'll try and get, I won't get them all in here. Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pod Podcast, and there's plenty of others. Uh, most good podcast providers are available to download them. We've got the back catalogue from, I think the first one was with um, Phil Parkinson, and we've got Greg Hall, we've got Matt Bell, we've got... Uh, the striker, oh, I can't remember his name. There's another one on there that just shows my knowledge of what I've done. Uh, they're all available. They're also available on my website at www.mdwatsonsport.com. The backdated ones, you click on the tab at the top. Uh, they're all on the Nantwich Town FC website as well. Um, if you go onto media um, and go down to Once a Dabber, the Nantwich Town podcast. Uh, there's 19 on there at the moment, so I think I might be missing one. From well, this is the 20th. Oh, okay. Then uh, we're we're bang up to date. So there's a bit of a, a bump about uh, roughly what the the podcast is about, and then there's a link to listen to the episode, I believe, on uh, on your website, Murray. So anyone uh, listening can go to the Nantridge Town website and uh, obviously get redirected to listen to it um, from there. Yeah. So. Thanks again, lads. I'm sure you, you'll be back on the thing to discuss the games. You've been listening to the Once a Dabber podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Nantwich Town. And as I always say, and the boys will join us, join us in, up the dabbers. Up the dabbers. Up the dabbers. <laughs>